When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. It's BudPod 189. 189. Um, it's Democrat time. Yes. The, mid, the American midterms, Pierre, went a lot better yeah. than we'd worried. The last time they went this well, it was because of 9-11. Yes, that's right. The last time a sitting president um, did this well in the midterms was right after 9-11. George W. Um, riding a wave of, of renewed patriotism. And this time around, I, mm, maybe maybe there's a similar vibe, with it, but, but for the survival of democracy as opposed to the American state. It's Gen Z everyone's blaming it on, but imagine activating gen z and doing so well as president that you you are the equivalent to 911 <laughs> imagine I didn't doing know the gen z <laughs> imagine doing 911 yeah. well at something yeah that's pretty yeah i mean it's it's a strange way of phrasing it but yeah that's doing pretty well at something i didn't realize i didn't hear this is the first i've heard of the gen z element was there a big gen z turnout in the midterm elections well this is what they're saying um, certainly Gen Z voted like 90% Democrat or whatever. Something mm, insane, mm, mm. obviously. Um, but it's one of the few explanations as to why all the polls were wrong. But then another one of the reasons why like Nate Silver and 538 polls were wrong is that apparently they've been including like in their averages, they've been warping their averages by trying not to seem biased by including polls from like ilovehitler.net or whatever <laughs> for the first yeah, time. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Ever since 2016, pollsters just have to keep rebiasing their polling. Uh, yeah. But the state of the world and the makeup of society keeps shifting. The balance of opinion and power in society just keeps shifting, it seems, year on year. That each yeah. time they bias it one way, uh, the swing goes the other. Well, that's it. And, and like um, like you say, since 2016, everyone went, oh, my God, we really haven't been talking to enough elderly racists and weirdos. And so they've yeah. added like <laughs> a 20% boost to the number of elderly racists and weirdos who they ask. Um, yeah. Or just like people yeah. from like podunk diddly dump. And as a result, they're just now massively overrepresented or, or they're not able to cope with the fact. The, the other thing, I mean, this is anecdotal, but everyone's saying like, the certain number of the surveys that say this stuff, you know, it's a call from basically an unknown number. And who under 30 answers those? Or under 35 even? Oh, interesting. Right, so right, how right. can so you poll them? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, the only people who are going to pick up 
a call from an unknown number are people either so old or so weird and isolated they're desperate for the conversation yes it's it's basically you're only ever polling the kind of people who can have their identities stolen but similarly you what sort of QAnon conspiracist is going to pick up a number, pick up a call from what could be the FBI, you know? So maybe that leaves them out as well. But it could be Q. <laughs> it could be Q, that's right. Finally yeah, calling. <laughs> I knew he'd call. <laughs> yeah. Um, also notable is that pretty much all the Trump-backed contenders for governor for senator for whatever have done badly um yeah it's almost like the, the trumpier the, they were the worse they did in a way which is good it is good and it's 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 a sign that i mean to be fair a lot of the ones that did pop up were genuinely you could give me a million dollars and like a team of assistants and maybe 30 days and i don't know if i could find weirder people then the Republican nominees for these, the offices. Trump ones, yeah, the more Trump-backed yeah, yeah. ones. They're genuinely like, it, there's there's a level of unsettlingness to them, in every sense. The stuff they say, their odd kind of rictus faces, their strange haircuts, their mad oh, yeah. views, their badly edited campaign videos. It's so, it it would be so hard to artificially be that weird and unsettling. It's like Tim and Eric, who I think you should leave or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they've all, it's like they've all come from the upside down or something, or they're all, <laughs> they've all, they're all in the control of a like Men in Black alien. Exactly. Yeah, they look like, sugar. They look like that guy. <laughs> yeah. And they talk, yeah, in this kind of strained, like I will buy more guns, like this insane kind of, like they're talking, but they they've actually got mandibles, and it's really hard for them to make human sounds. It's so strange. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some are saying that some people are saying is the end of Trump. Some people are saying, <laughs> but some beautiful people, uh, and maybe. But then, is it is it is it the end of Trump only to be replaced by the rise of competent Trump, Ron DeSantis? Yeah, he, I mean, he's I've, pretty I've weird. heard him described. I've heard him described as Trump without the crazy. That's Wish. that's the problem, isn't it? Like the there yeah. was a big op-ed by. It might have been one of the Watergate journalists, but it was it was someone saying like, "Well, watch out because the next one's not going to be mental." And the and and saying like the only reason that the January sixth thing didn't turn into a successful coup is because President Trump was so lazy and weird that he never answered any of the phone calls. Like he could have done it. We I could have done done what? On January the 6th, while it was happening, there were multiple yeah. occasions where people were like ringing him up saying, say this on the TV or just or, or send the National Guard here or take them away from there. Move security. Yeah. Da, da, da. If he'd done all of that, the rioters could have easily gone and killed particular senators, triggering oh. elections. They could have easily gone and intimidated people into doing something. But apparently he was just sat eating hamburgers, watching it on TV, ignoring his phone because <laughs> he's a fat lazy lunatic whereas like someone with a bit of gumption could easily have turned mm. that into some sort of coup oh, interesting um yeah yeah i mean that's that's the worry i'm looking up DeSantis now because all i know is he said he was anointed by god oh that's good that's yeah, good, good isn't he, it? he he like trump has 
maybe he's living in Florida, but he's got an he's got an odd tan as well. It's almost mm. like th- they went for the Trump orange, but then brought it back to something reasonable. So, so even in that sense, he's like a more reasonable Trump. He's yeah, like he's a more sane Trump. Plausible hair and skin dye. <laughs> yeah, still not really, but for America, yeah, plausible. Yeah, for <laughs> for American politics, for for American politics, he looks human. I mean, look, he he went to Harvard and and Yale, so that's something. And he was a lawyer. Yeah, George W. Bush went to Harvard. Uh, that's true. But then he it's was a true. legacy. He was a, a legacy. legacy. Student. But but who was his? Who was this guy's dad though? That's interesting. Hmm. Mm. He is of Italian descent. Ah, I was wondering where what descent, descentis, descent, descentis, descentis. He's of Italian he, descentis. He is most notable for going after Walt Disney, the uh, well, the Disney Corporation in Florida. For they, what did they made a stand against what's called the "Don't Say Gay" bill, right, in Florida? So. So he so went after what the Disney Corporation for being too woke and wanted to basically kick him out of Florida, despite them being one of the, I think the biggest employer in Florida or something something crazy like that. Yeah, Disney World, Disneyland. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how he made his name. He took on the mouse. It'd be very funny if the next presidential election is Ron DeSantis versus Mickey Mouse. That'd be fun. <laughs> Just a guy in a Mickey Mouse outfit waving at the crowd. <laughs> I think abortion should be safe and legal. <laughs> boo, boo. <laughs> uh, Minnie, Minnie Mouse comes behind him. Yeah, she comes out at the end, hugs him around the waist, and then waves. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, DeSantis' dad installed Nielsen TV rating boxes. That was his job, he said. It claims ah, the Wikipedia. Interesting. Yeah, the, 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 the fabled Nielsen families in America became very powerful. Well, in a way, they became very powerful. They were the families in America who had a Nielsen ratings box attached to their TV. And this is what they calculated ratings by, was mm. what the these families were watching. They collated the information, and, and then they would publish the ratings. And the Nielsen families would get sort of bribed by the networks. So the networks would send Nielsen families gifts and goodies and treats and all this sort of thing to try and get them to to watch their shows so that they would have yeah. better ratings. Or like at least like yeah, leave the TV on while you go shopping and all that kind of shit. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. imagine. Interesting. I mean, I yeah. would. I'd fucking pay to do that. I'd be like, just leave it on. You don't have to watch my stupid show. Just leave the TV on. The box. The box will tell. <laughs> yeah, we have. We had an equivalent in the UK, but I can't remember what it's called. Ooh, yeah, I'm not sure. It is. It is strange how they calculate it because it does mean that like sometimes some shows have technically got a rating of zero. Yes, yes, I don't, yeah, that I don't understand. But they just go, mathematically, no one watched your show. Imagine. <laughs> An ongoing feud between DeSantis and Disney has its own um, wiki article. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Imagine. I mean, Im- imagine positioning yourself so clearly as the villain that you're literally fighting Mickey Mouse. And still, <laughs> and still... 
increasing your share of the vote in in Florida, like a thumping win. Like he's the only, he's pretty much the only Republican who did better than last yeah. time. Yeah, uh, you're imagine you're trying to fight a child's cartoon because the child's cartoon character is being too nice to gay people, <laughs> and everyone goes, ah, "I like this guy." Everyone he's got goes, gumption. "Yeah, well, it's about time." <laughs> It's about time that a high-pitched mouse has taken down a peg or two. That old prick. <laughs> he is against gun control. Let me just pick up my jaw. <laughs> yeah. He was some kind of military lawyer in Iraq or something. Oh, wow. He was in the Navy. Yeah, naval. He completed Naval Justice School in 2005. Christ. Naval cool- Justice School. Yeah, it sounds like a Japanese cartoon translation. <laughs> Naval Justice School. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what Top Gun is called in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Naval Justice. Because that's essentially what they're all at, right? Yeah. Naval it's, Justice. It's- all of Top Gun Maverick is Naval Justice School. It's Naval Justice School, and Tom Cruise is known as Ageless, ageless Naval Justice Man. <laughs> naval uh, Justice Demon. Um, oh, he worked at Guantanamo Bay. That's good. <laughs> oh, wow, interesting. Gosh. Oh, wow. As a lawyer. Uh, yeah, like he worked uh, for the commander of the whole thing and worked directly with detainees. Yum, yum, yum. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Imagine being able to say, my dad fought Mickey Mouse and worked at Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) And he's going to be president of the United States. He's ready to lead us. He took out a mouse. He covered up some waterboarding, maybe. Well, now the Democrats are in a sort of uh, sticky position because they... If they had good reason to replace Joe Biden, it's kind of gone now because he's done so well. All the Democrats have done so well under him. So now he has this renewed mandate, as it were, to run in 2024. Should he still yeah. be with us? Should Which he still be if. with us? Yeah, yeah. He's, he'll be running as a sort of a version of the emperor from Warhammer. <laughs> I forget what that guy's. Is he very old on the throne? Yeah, he's basically a skeleton on a throne. Yeah, yeah. With loads of wires coming out of him, and he's held together by like his own psychic power. <laughs> so, yeah. Joe Biden will basically be like a skeleton on a throne, held into, held into the realm of the living by the desperate psychic pleas of any American that isn't, you know, verging on neo-fascist. Just their their thoughts and prayers alone will sustain him, will keep his heart beating, long after mere medicine has understood what's happening. Do you see this guy who won, is it Senator for Pennsylvania? Um, Pennsylvania Senate race. Mm. Yeah, who? What's his name now? John Fetterman. John Fetterman. Oh, the big... He's like, uh, he looks like a wrestler. Yeah, he looks like... He looks like a Trump supporter, but he is yeah. <laughs> the de- a dem- the Democrat uh, now senator for for Pennsylvania, and he like wears a hoodie. He's got a goatee. He looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's 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 interesting, but he, but he looks like the senator 
who would become the senator in like The Last of Us, like he, the guy who become yeah. president in The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a survivor, you know. He's, but he has compassion. Yeah, he learned compassion when he was running his kind of like scrap metal fort <laughs> in the wasteland. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he does look like that. A, a, a mutual friend of ours, I, th- I think, he was at uni with us, Fred, who I follow on Twitter, he does some good commentary and things. Said, retweeted himself when when Federman won, saying. It'll be interesting to see how much of a swing this guy gets purely for looking like a Trump candidate and confusing the Trump <laughs> voters. That's a good point. Because they just—they must have looked between him and his opponent, who was, let us not forget, the sort of controversial doctor from Oprah. Oh, yeah, Dr. Oz. Imagine, the guy's literally called Dr. Oz, like in Wizard of... And, <laughs> and people are still like, yeah, that, that sounds like a serious contender for Senate. He sounds like a cool guy. It's, um, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw a funny thing where, because, you know, Federman, it's Pennsylvania, so it's like, you know, Boston and like Philly, like real like blue collar, rough, rough and tough Boston. guys. Sorry? Boston. Boston. No, Philly, Philly, Philly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Philly, yeah. And Dr. Oz is not from Pennsylvania, and Fetterman is obviously some kind of local, as I say, um, warlord. Um, <laughs> but petrol, yeah, talk- pe- petrol, the, petrol lord, yeah, petrol warlord. But they were both talking about cost of living, and Dr. Oz was like, um, "The price of crudités is outrageous." Was his line? Yeah, I've heard this. He did a, a video of him at the supermarket saying, "This is how much crudité costs now," and it's like twenty dollars. This is too much for crudité. <laughs> So I think which sort of lost him his his uh, relatability points, but but this is my but then I thought but crudité is just chopped up carrots and celery. It's not. It just sounds fancy, but it isn't. Yeah, but he was he was talking about um, like pre-made sets of it, wasn't he? Like for his for little dinner parties. <laughs> oh, then the clip I heard he was getting like the actual like broccoli and and carrots but, and stuff but but still you do like not only was he calling them crudité he was pronouncing he was failing to pronounce the s in the authentic french manner like if you're trying to appeal to like fucking philly cheesesteak bill yeah like yeah. you're going to relate to the working man with your fucking oprah crudités <laughs> it's funny it's funny yeah but yeah, if you if you guys even if you're not big um, politics fans, I recommend just um, doing your best to look up like a list of like photos and interviews and adverts of any of the heavily Trump endorsed candidates because they they genuinely their flesh doesn't even quite look real. Yeah, it's it's, They're really so it's quite upsetting, off putting. Yeah, it's they you know what it is? It's uncanny valley. Yeah, it, it, it's like they managed to somehow be their own, their own Madame Tussauds waxworks. <laughs> like they are them and also their waxwork at the same time. Yeah, and they all sort of have like mad eyes, and and their jaws seem to move at angles that human jaws shouldn't. It's it's really odd. Mm. And because mm. it's America, they've all had like what what from a what from a european perspective is a high amount of like quite intense dental surgery and botox and mm. so there is a mannequin aspect to them yeah so the democrats are, 
are holding the Senate. Yeah, they might even take a majority from the runoff in Georgia, so then they'll be able to outvote that fuckwit mansion. Mm, that'd be cool. That would be um, nice. And the House, we will but, see. All the seats left are Californian, I think. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, wow, wow, wow. But then, but they're not gonna they're not gonna keep the house, are they? It would be oh, legit, it, the the Republicans will have like a majority of like one or something. They think one, yeah. If 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 the yeah. Democrats keep the house, it would be extraordinarily funny. <laughs> it would be very funny. Like Which during one is a cost that, of living crisis as well, amazing. And is it the Senate that's important for uh, this for the justices? So if they. If if the Democrats want to replace a justice in the coming years, is it the Senate they need to hold to do that? To I think it's the Senate. Justice? I think it's the Senate. It might be both, but I think it's the Senate. Um, yeah. Um, uh, but yes, that's a kind of all a sort of relief for now, but knowing the world as it has been in the last decade, I'm sure something terrible is just around the corner. So well, enjoy. Don't worry, Phil, because the UK is heading for a brutal two-year recession. Yes. Recess. <laughs> recess, everyone. Why is everyone so gloomy about the recess? I thought we liked Phil, recess. Look, we're going to have a recession for two years now because you know what? Over the last, say, eight years, it's been a real booming period. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really it make mathematical good, sense. It's like what, recessing back into what exactly? It's a, but, it's, yeah, that's it. It's supposed to be boom and bust, not just bust, bust. Bust. bust, bust, and bust, bust. Um, the the wait. So I so they're saying this is the longest recession, not the deepest, but the longest recession, um, since records began. But then, but the two thousand eight recession was that just like was that less than two years then? I think it was because you need to have months in a three months in a row of negative growth, right? Right, right, yeah. Mm. I mean, the crash, like the effects lasted fucking forever. So God knows what's going to happen after the next two years. But uh, it feels like, where's the boom? That's what I feel like. I don't mind a hangover, but I, I don't like a hangover when I didn't even drink. Mm. Yeah, where was the... Yeah. yeah. Eat, eat out to help out. I think that was literally it. I think eat that out to boom. help out. That was our boom. We didn't realize it at the time, but that was the, it. Had all been leading up to austerity, two thousand eight, up to whatever. It had all been all that saving and scrimping was for eat out to help out, and now we have to pay for eat out to help out. But it was good. Eat out to help out was good. You got so many sides, and um, it was nice. It was nice. It was really nice. Um. Oh, just um, quickly, I would like to say a happy birthday to my uh, my my mother, who I went back to Bath over the weekend to... As into the place, or did you go back to bathe her over the weekend? <laughs> we got into a big bath together, <laughs> as, is our, <laughs> as is our tradition. Every year, we get in a big bathtub with mummy and wish her another happy year. Um, <laughs> and no, we went back to Bath, and... Um, yeah. Pierre, do you know who? And I'm I'm not exaggerating here. Do you know who in my life knows maybe as much as you do about the Ukraine war? Is it mum? It's my mother. My mother. Really? 
she she has become obs- well she's been into it ever since it started but she is like hardcore she she reads the Kiev Independent every morning Phil you better make she some knows- room in that bath I'm I'm climbing in <laughs> talking about Ukraine in the bath <laughs> she knows fucking everything man and she's like she knows she knows what the next offensive should be she knows where the <laughs> strangle points are she she's like. She's naming towns I've never fucking heard of. She's like, well, of course, the real focus is going to be on Blukdapov. And I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she knows everything, man. I think, like me and my sisters were saying, I think we think in her bedroom she just got one of those big maps and the stick pushing around these, like, wooden figures <laughs> on the map of Ukraine. I approve uh, thoroughly of this. So she started wearing a uniform. <laughs> I'll get her that for Christmas. In her birthday card I gave her, I just drew like the outline of Ukraine and then the number 67 in the middle to, um, <laughs> to wish her a happy 67th. Um, yeah, like that, that, that scene in Lord of War, you get your mum to do a line of cocaine all the way around the shape of Ukraine. <laughs> um but yeah, she's she's got. I was really surprised just how how into it she is. She's she's talking about Matapol, Matapol, Malitapol. Yeah, um, she's talking about but Buckdum, but Buck Buckdum up in the north oh, somewhere. Buckmut, yeah, Buckmut, <laughs> yeah. You two would get on. She's up. Yeah, she knows everything. She's up yeah, she's obsessed. She really is obsessed with Ukraine war, <laughs> or rather, obsessed with a Russia war Ukraine. Well, I mean, on that, Ukraine have retaken Kherson. Kherson is Ukrainian, and they took it on Remembrance Day. Lovely. Oh, did they? That's a nice detail. Mm. Mm. Oh, we should wait. Who was the obsessed lady again? Stacy Dooley. Stacy Dooley. Yeah. Yeah. Obsessed. We should just clarify. For new listeners that that we don't we don't think we're doing a Ukrainian accent or something there. No, yeah, it's a reference to um, pretty early on in the podcast life. Stacey Dooley posted a photo of her in a sub-Saharan country. Was it Malawi or Malawi is always my go-to for these because that's where my school went when I was at, went to private school in the UK, and I thought it was grotesque then, and I think it's. Grotesque <laughs> now. Um, I remember you saying that the the trip to Malawi was like this like cool trip to go on or something. Yeah, people would cry if they didn't get on the trip to Malawi to go and badly paint someone's house. <laughs> go and take take work out of the hand of local craftsmen. Yeah. They would, they'd go, "Oh no, I don't get to build a an an unusable shack." <laughs> oh no. But how will I get my photos with? And the you know the school magazine would be the cover would be you know someone at my school holding like a black baby and yeah. like you know just and it, I just thought it was grotesque using these black children as props. And Stacy Dooley did something very similar. I can't remember. I think it was for it was for Comic Relief or something like that. And um, yeah, and she posted on her Instagram a photo of her holding. A black baby, um, a young black child, and sh- and the caption was just obsessed, and it was just a bit. <laughs> well, it was very embarrassing and very gross. Yeah, just like, uh, yeah, going to an orphanage and completely inappropriately picking up and attaching yourself to some poor fucking orphans for like two days and then leaving them again. Yeah, 
Ugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like but a- never mind that, Phil. You're right. The good news, Kherson, is in Ukrainian hands once more. Um, Which, um, as my mother <laughs> explained to me, um, will facilitate a sort of pincer movement that could uh, <laughs> strangle cr- <laughs> Crimea. <laughs> that could I, suffocate Crimea. I'm loving the sound of this chat with your mum. I'd, I'd go for afternoon tea with her and we'll just sit with a big map smoking cigars. And <laughs> I, It's okay, but what about the 135th Naval Infantry? <laughs> Do you know uh, how this all started? Was it just the sheer impact of of the war when it began? And I think it was that. I think it's also that she's she's very you know my, she's very impressive, my mother. She's um a doctor who is now turned around to writing. She's written her own novel about the First World War and set in the First World War. So I think she got really into that, and then maybe uh, that that interest is sort of transferred onto onto Ukraine because it, it's like a historic. European war happening in real time. Yes, with trenches, to be fair. Oh, really? Yeah, there's trenches involved. Yeah. Not not everywhere, but in a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's very cool. Mm. You should get... Mm. Um, that would be cool if she got it published and you could do like a dual book tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... That's decent news. It seems to be a couple of bits of decent news. Um, Basically, there's a few bits of good news coming out everywhere but our country. Um, let's see. Is that true? Is there Have we got good anything good? Our stock market is now um, smaller than France's, and they don't even go to work. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. When When is a politician going to have the fucking balls to say, this is Brexit, you dimwits? <laughs> this is all Brexit, you fucking dumbasses! Can we stop it now, please? Can we stop now? You've 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 seen what happens. You've got to play out your little silly little fantasy. You've got to feel more British for a week, whatever that fucking means. Can we go back to acting like adults, please? But no one is going to do that, are they? No, nope. no one is going to do that. So they're going to keep talking about energy and inflation and Putin until until Britain is. Just a single row of corrugated iron shacks <laughs> along the Thames, and uh, and then someone will go, oh, maybe it was Brexit, you know. And then uh, it'll be too late. We'll just be shack town. Well, I mean, my 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 prediction was always that Brexit was going to happen, and we just slowly, sneakily get back into being effectively part of the EU, and. You know, already now, since Rishi Sunak has become Prime Minister, our relationship with France is getting a bit better. They're striking new deals about migrant crossings and stuff like that. And I feel like this is how it's going to go. And we're going to get to just a slightly shitter version of the deal we had with the EU in like 20 years' time, but slowly, 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 slowly. Like a sort of Coke Zero kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly think that's what's going to happen. Because in the end, money always wins out. Business always wins out. And um, this is bad for business. It is bad for business. Um, you know what's good for business, Phil? Correspondence. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Where is it? We've got a message from Louie. Louie! Louie, Louie, Louie. I think I've actually sung that before for Louie. I think we've had Louie before, maybe. Well, Screw so... Louie. Louis tries to clarify, and this I have to I have to emphasize that this is he says um, he's talking about a recent um, thing, but it's recent for him. It's like a fucking year ago. Mm. So he says, "Dear Pudbirds with umlauts." Pudbirds, yep. Pudbirds, 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 Pudbirds. Listening to your latest magnificent aural effluence, which is nice. Although I think I think O with an umlaut is ah. Pod bods. It's like an R. Like I an thought a, in German like an umlaut O was like an er, like bird. I thought that was an umlaut U was an er. Oh, we are going to have to put this into one of those speak and say things for different languages. Um, so he's, well, Louis says he was shocked to hear another Louis had emailed in. Ah, well, there we go. Mm. He says, I want to clarify, I am not the Louis who sent in correspondence about toilet tat from New Zealand. I am the Louis who corresponded about Japanese game names into my obscene Greek postcard. Oh, of course, the obscene Greek postcard that almost got him arrested. Because well, no, <laughs> <'cause laughs> I think he's like, about a one of like a, a donkey's dick or something, wasn't it? Oh, oh yeah, that's a different... Because the I other one was different. Spain is good for baby. Spain is good for baby, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was a, okay. a, ba- a baby swimming like Nirvana style with like a huge dong. <laughs> and just the caption, Spain is good for baby. <laughs> yes, and Louis' postcard was of a donkey on a beach and like a lady looking at its big dick. They're all to do with yeah. big dicks. Yeah, something about the Mediterranean and, and, and big old um, big old dongs. I'll try and look it up just now. He says, I don't know who this imposter is, but I hope you have taken the correct measures and reported him to the police. <laughs> um, he says, anyway, on a recent trip to the shops, I found this cavalcade of bin bags tat for your pleasure. So let's see if you can uh, guess this tat, Phil. Uh, yeah. This one says, may your whole day blank. It's like a card. It's a card. Oh, okay. Like a greeting card. Mm. May your whole day sparkle. Yeah, ooh, yes. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> hell. I'm too good at this. That is crazy. I, I, <laughs> how did I know it was sparkle? That is mad. That is mad. That's quite eerie, actually. <laughs> it just would be. It would be sparkle, obviously. <laughs> it would be sparkle because I think it was. I think you saying your greetings card helped because I sort of imagined all the like bits of glitter on it and yeah, and, that sort of yeah. Thing. and and if it's a birthday, it's all about like may this day be you know twinkly and whatever. It's true. It is very twinkly. 
yeah. twinkly day. Um, so this uh, next one says, today's forecast, colon, 99% chance of blank. Wine. Yes! Yes! Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two for two. Fucking two hell. for two. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know whether to be proud of this skill or deeply worried. It is. It's It's odd. It's like you're... It's like you could somehow guess people's emails. It's really strange. <laughs> like, there's a way in which it could be possible, but it seems so unlikely. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, like you could, you, you could, you think, I guess there could be a, a logic and a method to it, but still. Yes. Um, okay, let's see. How will I make this? One more of a riddle. So, okay, this one says, so you, you know when someone like attributes a quote to someone, it's like the quote and then hyphen and then the name underneath? Yeah. So that's one of those. And it says, trust me, you can blank. And the quote is attributed to hyphen blank. Okay. Trust me, you can. Okay, so I need to, I've got two blanks to fill. Yeah, so it's trust me, you can blank is the phrase, and then it's the attribution of who's saying that is blank. Okay, trust me, you can. Um, is is the is the quote attributed to no one or nobody? Uh, no, it's attributed to uh, not a person but a thing. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Trust me, you can dance. Yes! Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> Attributed to alcohol. You're so close, basically. Beer. No, because it's chat. Uh, Prosecco. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I count that. That's fucking mad. <laughs> what a horrible skill. Uh, I love it. I love Tat. Maybe I love Tat, actually. I love it. <laughs> It, is it is it is this you know it's a special kind of obsession some people have with something they hate yeah i guess it's an, in a way it's kind of like your and my mother's obsession with the ukraine war to, to on one level you hate it right be obsessed with it because you hate it yeah and i i i maybe i'm like that with tat i'm, I'm obsessed with it i hate it but it, i don't know what i would do if it weren't around you're like um you're like the tat equivalent of a like a deeply closeted uh, priest who hates homosexuals. <laughs> yeah, you're sort of obsessed right. with them, but I, I'm in the, I'm in the tat closet. It's true. <laughs> you're in the tat closet. <laughs> that's that's the it'll be LGBTT. Uh, Add tat in there. Oh, on this topic, just quickly, the Qatar World Cup. Um, oh God, yeah. Have you seen? Oh gosh, I feel almost bad for him if Ian Hislop didn't have a point. Like, have you seen the clip of Gary Neville on? Have, have I got news for you? No. What is that? Uh, Ian Hislop just tears into shreds about <laughs> taking taking Qatari money to commentate at um, at the World Cup in Qatar, and I mean Gary Neville is like embarrassed and and like has no defense. It's really bad. It, he, Gary Neville basically goes. 
well, you know, there's, there's two options really with something like this. I can stay home or I can go over and commentate and talk about the issues. And then Ian Hislop says, well, no, you can stay home and talk about the issues. And oh and and everyone's like, oh yeah, he could he could have done that. And then Ian Hillsop goes, well, how are you going to bring up the issues there? You're going to commentate on the matches, going, um, here we are starting the game in this terrible country, and he's and and he's like, oh yeah, gosh, it's, he's got a point. His lot, man, he's fucking brutal. If you if he's not on your side, oof. Whenever whenever I'm on on that show, I'm it's like sitting next to a nuclear silo that I just you know. <laughs> Happy to be on the right side of. I think if if I were a politician, I would I would I'd be terrified of his love. You're s- sitting next to the Punisher. Also, because it's like being told off by the. It's been like being told off by the nice teacher. Oh no! Yeah, you know, like the, the fun s- one. Yeah, the nice teachers told you off. Like, there's no coming back from that. <laughs> You're sat next to the Punisher, going, "Yeah, I've streamed a few things illegally." Uh oh. Uh oh. It's true, though, as well. Like, he's not going to be able, like, the second he says anything, the Qatari government will just deport him. So he's talking absolute shit. Right. Yeah. 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 Of course. They basically basically said, we will not tolerate any fucking anyone bringing up the fact that everything's built by slaves who we'd lock their passports away and we're fucking insane bigots. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's mad how little interest there is here. Like no one said, no one sung Four Lions once yet. I've not seen any art about it, any no posters about it, no England flags, nothing. It's almost like this World Cup's not happening. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any booze. Really? I don't A dry think so. World Cup. Wow. I'm going to type in Qatar booze. Twenty-two hours ago, Qatar makes shocking World Cup alcohol decision. What is the decision? Subscribe to find out. <laughs> um, alcohol. Is, oh, interesting. Alcohol is not completely banned in Qatar, but it is strictly uh, regulated. Yeah. And while alcohol was expected to be served at designated locations outside of stadiums, but not inside the venues, it seems like it's becoming even more limited at the last minute. Interesting. Hmm. 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 The Qatari royal family has demanded that tents serving beer and alcohol outside stadiums be moved to less visible locations. God forbid anyone should see someone having a pint in in slave town. <laughs> These people are fucked, man. It's crazy. Sepp Blatter, the FIFA president guy, is like, oh yeah, that was a mistake. He's said that now. Yeah. 12 years cheers, later. Cheers, cheers, Sepp. Cheers, cheers, Mr. Blatter. Don't worry, at least the last one was in Russia, so, you know, they're not all, they're not all bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least when, World, when, when South Africa hosted the World Cup, it briefly improved infrastructure and a bunch of journalists got beaten up in their homes by anonymous, uh, anyway. <laughs> Fucking, what a burden. Well, Phil, you've got one last piece of tat to guess. You've already okay. got, th- you're three for three, which is already insane. Yeah. But let's see. Hat trick. A hat trick. You, you scored a hat trick. Yeah, take me to Qatar. <laughs> like take me to church um, <laughs> so this one is quite elaborate I'm trying to think which bit to blank out I think I've got it okay a banana has 108 calories 
A blank and blank has 91 calories. Enough said. A gin and tonic. Yeah. 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 Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. Chilling, really. Scientists have no explanation for how this young man is able to do this. <laughs> Uh, I feel like in, in a few hundred years, I'm going to be like, there's going to be a tweet from an account called Weird History, and it'll be a photo of me. And, <laughs> and it'll be like, in 2022, British man Phil Wang was able to guess the to contents of 100 birthday cards in a row. He was able to guess the content of tat he couldn't see. <laughs> and it's like it's a photo of you in black and white with like wearing like a kind of metal hat with loads of wires coming out of it <laughs> you're gonna be a footage of you doing it's gonna be used in an Adam Curtis documentary yes 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 they yeah. said they could invent tat that Phil Wang couldn't guess but that was a lie <laughs> Culture had become so derivative, <laughs> one man was able to predict it entirely. Yeah. He said, um, um, Louis says, keep up the good work, Koji. Okay, thank you. Louis, enjoying the greatest view, spelt without an E. And I think that's what the caption of the Greek postcard was. Just It was oh. a donkey with a huge erection looking at a topless woman. That's what it was. Right, and right. Oh, yes. And so it was actually the donkey who was enjoying the greatest view. The but then there's something for the, the lady. The greatest there's something view. Something for the ladies too. The greatest view. The greatest view. I'm gonna see if I can find the the original. Um, very funny. Very funny for greatest to be spelt wrong as well. <laughs> He's the greatest view <laughs> that I'd ever seen. I went oh. wow. This is it. It's yes, it's a postcard. It is a donkey with a huge erection looking at a topless woman. And the postcard says says the greatest view exclamation mark with no E in greatest. And then underneath it says Crease. Crease. So it's Greece with a C instead of Greece. a G. Crease, that's it. Great, great, great. Crease. <laughs> That's really funny. It's in massive letters as well. Crease. Crease. Good Where's this Lord. postcard from? Crease. <laughs> Crease. The greatest uh, view. The greatest view. I'm going to watch this Gary Neville thing and be horrified. Oh, man. It's in... Oh, you, you'll, you, you, your body will... Your body will scrunch up. Okay. You'll, you'll like, I'm interested. Ooh. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited now. Well, Phil, now it's time to take a trip to the exclusive VIP box in the slave-built arena that is the Patreon. Yes, bonus pod. Um, we we are time traveling into Friday now for yep. Patreon subscribers. If you don't subscribe to our Patreon, do subscribe to get our weekly bonus pod on a Friday where we discuss our spicier opinions that mm. we don't that we don't bring up on the main pod. It's true. So, if you like this podcast, but you think, "Oh, I could do with a dash of chili," do subscribe. 
Yeah. Um, but until next time, see you guys soon. Until next time, buy tickets to my Soho Theatre run, please. Yes, do that. And my tour. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.